0: This is educated and empowered. Hey, guys, it's Tenniel Jackson here one more time, coming to you in part two of. Does your relationship have these core elements? If you recall, on a previous podcast, I began to discuss the various elements that relationships should have. And so, again, just to give a little bit of background of myself, who I am why you should even consider listening to what i'm talking about um so i am professionally i am an author i am a life coach a speaker among other things and i have written almost 20 books a few of my books are relationship based And my first book that was called Pleasing Your Partner, A Spiritual Guide to Happiness was actually a national award-winning book. And so I'm actually using those characteristics from the book that I talked about to bring it to this podcast. And so the book called Pleasing Your Partner, A Spiritual Guide to Happiness, happiness is actually an acronym which stands for nine traits. You have humility, assurance, peace, prosperity, integrity, newness, endurance, submission, and strength. And so on a previous podcast, I did part one where I broke it down. We're gonna break it down into three separate podcasts. Part one, we talked about the first three elements, which were humility, assurance, and peace. And on this podcast, we're going to talk about the next three, which is prosperity, integrity, and newness. And so Not only am I an author that has written about it, but the reason why I've been able to write about it is because I have been married for almost 21 years, and so I've gone through a lot um, within these 21 years, and I'm a person that is real, I'm, I'm really realistic. I am really transparent, and I just give it to you the way that it is right a lot of times, you know, depending on what your beliefs are. When you, if you are a Christian and you go to church, a lot of times you will hear those different quotes about how a man who obtaineth a wife find findeth a wife obtains favor. You know, you'll hear about how God honors marriage. You know, you'll hear all of those favorable things as it pertains to relationships, but many times. People don't give you some of the actual day-to-day things that you need, you know, so to the fact that when you start encountering negative issues in your relationships, you may think that you've done something wrong or that you're doomed or your relationship is about to be over when the reality is that you just don't know what to expect you just don't know that whatever the this is is actually a part of relationships right so again truth is that there is nothing in life that's good all the time there is nothing that is all good or all bad all the time Life is a combination of both, right? So you're going to have some things that's great, and then you're going to have some things that's not so great. And so you have to be able to stand the test of time. You have to be able to understand that things within a relationship won't always go your way, neither will they always go the way of your partner, right? So the point of this podcast is really to give you some of those key elements that most Every relationship, whether you're talking about dating or marriage or even, you know, just a platonic type partnership. Every relationship needs these elements that I'm talking about in order to thrive, in order to have some type of sustainability. And so again, feel free to share this podcast, tell some people about it. As I said on part one, if you are in a relationship, be sure to share this podcast with your partner because the fact of the matter is is that it takes two people to make a relationship work. It does not matter how hard you try, how committed you are unless you both are on the same page working toward the same end then it will not be successful and even in if you decide to purchase my book again you can go on amazon.com or any of the dot coms to get that book pleasing your partner a spiritual guide to happiness and i always advise people it's great for you to get it but either get one for your partner as well or be willing to sit down and work through it together because it, it's a book, but it's kind of like a workbook. So it's going to give you some scriptures. It's going to give you some questions. It's going to give you some 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 meat and potatoes, right? And so you want to be able to kind of sit down and work this thing out with your partner. And so let's jump right into it. So here it is. We are talking on this this part two. We're going to delve into why we need prosperity, integrity, and newness. Why those elements should be within the course of your relationship. So when we talk about prosperity, many times people think that we're just talking about money, right? And whereas, yes, and I'll delve into that a little bit. So yes, it's great to be able to prosper where, you know, okay, me and my partner, we're we're building together, we have investments together, we're in business together, we're buying a house together, you know, so all of those things are great. But here's the thing. If you don't really have a great relationship with your partner, you, you're not going to get get to that realm of prosperity. And so when I'm talking about prosperity, so, so financial prosperity is great. And in many cases, financial prosperity is the result of being prosperous in every other aspect of your relationship. So when we're talking about being able to prosper, being able to thrive, right? So Think about some of the areas in which you will want to prosper that has nothing to do with finances. You may want to prosper in your health. And a lot of times we don't think about that. But if you are in a relationship and you have a partner that may be sickly, now, again, please understand this is not me telling you to leave a partner because they have health issues, but under this is just to explain why being prosperous in your health matters to the good of your relationship. So you want to be able to go through and grow through life together, right? And so if that is the goal, that means that we both need to be healthy. And it doesn't necessarily equate to us both being vegans or vegetarians. It doesn't mean that we both have to be, you know, uh, subscribed to a lifestyle of, of constant exercising. But what it is to say is that if you all have a conversation to decide where do we want to be in this health life right because first of all that could really cause a rift in your relationship if you all are on different pages so if for example somebody is a vegan and someone is a meat lover is there compromise there right and is being a meat lover, is that going to cause harm to you? Is that causing high blood pressure, high cholesterol, which ultimately could affect heart attacks and strokes and different things of that nature, right? So you want to be able to have an open conversation to figure out how do we want to go through our life together from a a physical perspective, perspective so that our relationship can be healthy. So that whether we're talking about diet or exercise, we want to be able to be healthy. And then if I can just go a little bit deeper and let's get a little bit grown, you also, when we're talking about prospering, when we're talking about physical health. You want to talk about your sex life, right? So a lot of times people don't get real. And again, if you remember at the top of this, I talked about how when you deal with relationships in church, a lot of times they're not talking to you about the sexual aspects of your relationship. But sex is a reason, one of the top reasons why so many relationships end up in a a departure end up separating calling it quits whatever you want to say is because of sex and it's not even just because of sex it's a lack of understanding of expectation again remember i said expectation is huge having to having the same understanding knowing what to expect out of your partner as well as out of yourself and so this is one of the key the key topics that you want to discuss in a relationship is your sex the physical part of your relationship it is necessary don't allow anybody to tell you that it is not necessary can we go without it absolutely it's abstinence possible absolutely but when you are in a relationship and more specifically a marriage then you do not want to threaten your marriage with the absence of sex and so it is actually good that a man and a woman come together for the benefit of your relationship. And so what you want to do is talk to your partner and ask them, "What is your preference? Do you how how often do you need to have sex? Do you need to have sex once a week, twice a week, every day?" These are things you need to find out. And a lot of times in relationships, and especially between adults, I don't understand why we don't want to be adult enough to have these real talk conversations because the fact of the matter is that if you are with a partner who has a high sex drive they're normally used to having sex either every day or every other day and if you're the type of partner that does not like to have sex then guess what You guys are going to have to figure something out because you don't want it to be that your partner is going to be going to look elsewhere to satisfy that itch. You see what I'm saying? So, yes, because could it be that the partner can come down a little bit, can enforce a little bit more discipline? That's possible. Anything is possible when, number one, you love each other, and number two, you are willing to go that extra step to figuring out what it takes to make the relationship thrive. But the point that I'm making is make sure you have a conversation. So when we're talking about the relationship being able to prosper, our relationship needs to be able to prosper Physically, it needs to be able to prosper spiritually. It needs to be able to prosper mentally and emotionally. And so again, if you go back to the prior podcast, when I talked about humility and putting yourself, um, sacrificing of yourself for the good of your partner and vice versa, these are ways that you can ensure that your relationship will prosper. And so when all of those different, um, those different capacities and Categories are taken care of, then guess what? It's not going to be, it's not going to take much effort to be in alignment with one another so that you can prosper financially. And so that's the P. Again, when I'm coming on here, I'm giving you all some nuggets here and there. If you want the extended version of it, then again, I invite you to go and subscribe to my podcast on Anchor. And there I give a little bit more detail and or you can buy the book. So with the book is gonna be all of the, so these are pretty much like the cliff notes. I'm touching on some good things here and there just to give you all something to think about. And so now when we go to the letter I for integrity, oh my goodness, I believe this one is really self-explanatory, but let me go into it a little bit. If you lack integrity in your relationship, It will not last long. So yeah, the person might look good. Yeah, the person might have a pocket full of money, 15 bank accounts, might have three cars and five houses. But if the person is a liar, if a person is a thief on whatever the level may be, if you cannot trust this person, if the person lacks integrity, then it's going to be next to impossible for you to feel comfortable giving over. Over yourself your life to somebody that you cannot trust because again think about it when we're talking about being in a relationship and again we're talking about a long-term relationship and so that's why we're referencing a marriage if you're in a long-term relationship it is essential it is critical is necessary this is not optional you have to be able to feel comfortable with the person that you are with. You have to feel as though, know that you can trust the person that you are with, not just with your finances, but to be able to trust the person with your emotions, to be able to trust the person with your children, to be able to trust the person, fill in the blank. And so, If you are dealing with someone who doesn't have integrity, it's not going to end well because either they're going to end up pulling you to where, you know, you fall in love and love becomes an issue where we become so blinded, right? Like we fall in love and we fall real hard and then if you get to a negative point of love, you can become obsessed with a person or you just can't see your life without them and so... You will take this and take that and, and, and I won't say nothing about this and I'll let this go and I'll let that go. And before you know it, now your integrity, there's a slippery slope there because now the morals and values that you used to have, that you used to hold to such high esteem, all in the name of love. You're starting to let it go. You're starting to, to, to become a different person because I don't want to lose this person. Well, I know where he or she did or said this and that. I know technically that wasn't right, but I love them. But I, I, I know that if I say something that I'm going to lose them. So to the point that it can even cause your character to begin to change. So it either is up negative negatively that way or it's only going to be so long that you're going to be able to look over the lack of integrity. How many lies can you deal with? How many times of being let down can you deal with, right? And, and again, what I mean by that, because like I told you guys, in every type of relationship, is going to be good and bad. So understand, I am not saying just because things don't go well, that you have the right to leave, especially in a marriage. That is not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is when a person lacks integrity and if you don't see that there is any, uh, it doesn't even look like the person is trying to make a change because there are some people who have integrity issues. Let's let's go into that a little bit. Some people may be cheaters, right? Some people say once a cheater, always a cheater. But then some people again depending on your faith. They may say, well, there's nothing too hard for God, and so I'm just going to believe that God is going to change my partner. I'm not here to tell you what to believe as it pertains to this particular thing because I haven't been in your shoes and again another quick disclaimer I am not a professional relationship counselor all I am is a person who has been married for over two decades I'm a person who has written a few different relationship books one of which was a national award winning book so I have credibility experience and expertise on that level but I haven't been in your shoes. I haven't been in your relationship. I don't know what it is that you are enduring. What I am telling you is from one married person, one person who's been in a long-term relationship to others, I'm letting you know, potential red flags. I'm letting you know if these things are in your relationship, if 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 you have problems with integrity in your relationship, that's going to be a hard mountain to climb. And it really kind of doesn't necessarily matter what the integrity issue is. That is a thing. Again, I am a believer. So there are certain things that only God can change. And this again is why I say that it is going to take both you and your partner being committed to the same thing. What do we want out of this relationship? Where are we trying to go? And when you don't have those conversations, it makes it difficult to get to the finish line because one person is running this race. One person is running that race. One person is going up. One person is going down. You have to be on the same page. And if you are a person that has integrity, you have morals and values, you would never cheat on your taxes, but you're married to someone who always does. You would never step outside a relationship, but you're married to someone who always does. You would never tell a lie, but you married to someone who always does. It's going to start to wear and tear, not just on your relationship, but on you as a person. And so if you are not a believer, I don't even know how to advise you to be able to stay in it because it's only so much as humans that we can take. When you keep going through troubles and storms and hardships and obstacles, if you don't have a supernatural something that is coming in and helping you to pull through it, I don't know that just your own strength is going to allow you to make it through. So that's I, that is integrity. So like I said, Um, I want for you all, I, I, I pray that you all are in healthy relationships, but I want you to be able to identify where you may be lacking, right? Because all of these things that I'm saying is not as simple as, well, if I don't have these, then my relationship is over. No, a lot of this is you need to be able to identify, sit down and evaluate your relationship. Are these elements, are these things present? in my relationship? And if they're not, can we establish them? Can they be established? Because sometimes things are not in your relationship because you didn't even know that they should be. So therefore you never put any work into trying to make them be or establish them as foundational pieces in your relationship. And so again, realistic expectations if you don't remember anything else from these different um from from parts one two and three of this podcast understand the the main point for me doing these is to give you realistic expectations so you can know what it should look like or what you should expect because sometimes we expect so much because we don't even realize that that's not realistic or we don't really expect anything because we don't realize what we should be looking for. So let's finish up today's um, t- today's final letter. So again, if you're just tuning in, what I am doing is going over some core elements that every relationship should have. And I am basing this from my national award-winning book, Pleasing Your Partner, A Spiritual Guide to Happiness. And we are using the happiness acronym that stands for humility, assurance, peace, prosperity, integrity, newness, endurance, submission, and strength. Part one of this podcast addressed the first three, humility, assurance, and peace. This podcast is addressing the next three, which is prosperity, integrity and we're gonna finish up today talking about newness it is so important (laughs) it is so important to make sure you keep your relationship fresh i cannot stress that enough and again i say i've been married for over 20 years it's important to keep your relationship fresh why because after a while depending on what your routine is in your relationship what it looks like what the structure of it is right so like let's say if you have children in your relationship after a while it might be easy to to fall into this slump where you forget you forget each other's first names. You just look at at that person as your as your child's uh, other parent. You see what I'm saying? So now, I don't think of you as whatever your first name is. So you were you when we got together, we may not have had children at all, and so I was just dating you. But now as you start getting children, you start adding on responsibilities. Now we got a house. Now we got a mortgage. It becomes difficult sometimes um, just from a natural standpoint, just by default. It becomes difficult over an extended period of time to just always be high, always be on fire, always be ready to go, always have a flame burning. So you have to make a conscious effort. To keep it fresh. And that pressure should not just be on one partner. That should be equally expected from both partners. There should be an understanding that, you know what, yeah, we got these kids and we have all of these different responsibilities. And say you got promotions on your job or you're you're involved in your community or your church or what have you. So, yes, you should expect support from your partner. But at the same point, you have to also remember that no matter how many things you have going on in your relationship, your relationship especially if we're talking about a marriage, it should always be a top priority in your life and again, not just by word, but by deed, so that if you if you know it's been a while since you've been out, then hey, put a spark back in it. Go ahead and go out. If, if it's hard for you to be spontaneous, because for some couples, if you're really busy, then it's hard to be spontaneous. Uh, you know, I have to plan spontaneity. Right. <laughs> so with the type of lifestyle I have, it, it, it's hard to just you don't just have free time. Right. You have to plan when your free time will be but you have to make sure that there is always some type of downtime. Even if it's, you know what, let's send the kids away this weekend and it's going to just be us. Or you know what, let's walk to the park. Or again, it takes knowing your partner. Every partner is not materialistic meaning that every it doesn't take a thousand dollars to put a smile on the face of your partner that's not everybody's story for some people they are for some people it don't mean nothing unless they you know they're using a passport and they're going to Italy or they're going to Paris or they're going to Germany or wherever like if I'm not going to Dubai then you don't really love me like you have to know your partner for some partners It's really about the thought, right? So if you guys haven't heard of it, then let me do tell you about uh, the five love languages. It's a book by, I think his name is Gary Chapman. And if you haven't taken that test, that's a good way to know for that. Number one, it's a great bonding exercise for you and your partner to sit down to find out what are your love languages in other words what are the things that that really means a lot for you because one of the most common mistakes that partners make is they love their partner the way that they want to be loved so that if you are a person that you really need words of affirmation you're spending a lot of time giving your partner words of affirmation but your partner's love language may be physical touch so what does that mean you can hold the words and give them a hug you're saying the words just because that's what means something for you is not what's going to do it for your partner so again it goes back to that h of humility and being able to put your partner before yourself and that again is why it's necessary that both partners are equally committed to doing this because again i say the relationship is only gonna last so long if only one partner is doing all the work If only one partner is doing all of the sacrifices, only one partner is putting in the time and making a priority because at a point that person is going to begin to see that it's just me that's doing this and then there's going to be a sense of resentment that builds up. So to avoid all of that, this is why communication is so important because it will keep you all in line with each other. But once you go through that test and you find out your partner's love language, you find out what really moves them, then you want to make sure that if you're not doing it every day, At least, if not once a week, at least two, three times a month. Do something. It Again, it doesn't always have to be a big something. Compliment their outfit. Go for a walk. Do something to keep your relationship new and fresh. Do something that's going to make it where your partner really is is looking forward to coming home, looking forward to that time that they're able to spend with you. And so, you know, I'm going to stop it here and I hope that you all tune in for part three. So again, for those who may just have tuned in, this is part two of the uh, three different podcasts. Part one, we're talking about the elements, the core elements that relationships need. And the question is, does your relationship have these elements right and so this is being based off of my award-winning book pleasing your partner a spiritual guide to happiness and you can go and get that book off of amazon um and and if you want to jump ahead to see what those last three letters in the acronym stands for go ahead amazon.com to neil m jackson and you can purchase that book Um, But if you want to go back and listen to a prior podcast, we talked about part one, the first three Of the nine letter acronym, which was humility, assurance, and peace. Today, we talked about prosperity, integrity, and newness. And on part three, we're gonna conclude it talking about endurance, submission, and strength. And you may be saying, oh my goodness, why did you leave strength for last? Well, you will definitely see why. But I ask that you all please connect with me across social media, whether it be Facebook. Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, even TikTok, and Wisdom. You can find me at my name is tanil Please feel free to follow me if you want more. Um, information if you want more one-on-one you can feel free to reach out to me go to my website mynameistenil.com the things that I'm giving you all I'm a life coach as well as a literary coach so if you're like oh my goodness everything that you're saying is really hitting me and I'm just trying to figure out how to improve my relationship can you help the answer is absolutely yes and so the great thing about working with me as a coach is I have things on every every price point level, um, whether we're talking about a coaching program, whether we're talking about consultations, videos, webinars. I have something for everybody. If you like empowerment, conversation if you like if you are a writer and you want to know more about the literary world then I definitely encourage you to go to um the podcast anchor on anchor.fm and look up educated and empowered and subscribe there there you're gonna get it it's called educated and empowered for a reason everything that I do there is going to educate you from The literary world, whether we're talking about writing or publishing or editing or marketing, is going to have you prepared for everything you need to write a book. Um, And if we don't do that, well, no, we will be doing that. And in addition, you'll also get some empowerment pieces, some things that's going to help to brighten your day, to help bring you some inspiration and motivate you to be your best self. So I encourage you guys to go over there, subscribe. It's only $3.99 for the month. and so. Over here, I'll give you some talks, but over there, you'll get the extended version of the different talks that I give. And over there, you'll get information that you'll never get on any of the other apps. But I try to be liberal in my giving, and I hope that this has helped somebody. So thank you all so much for tuning in. Again, be sure to follow me. And until next time, you all stay inspired. This is educated and empowered.